And that is the sound of another episode with a brew, brew with the crew. With the crew or a crew. Our crew. Or yes. And uh, you know, um, this is our third episode. Of course, each episode we get a little bit better at this. But uh, I like to do some shout outs. And before I do, Swadika. 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 That's the Thai. Hello. Um, we're going to start doing that also uh, at the shows, each podcast. Uh, I like to do some shout outs first. Um, I want to shout out Mi Gente or my family, my people in New York, up in Newburgh. My mom's sister, nieces. Uh, grandsons uh, Massachusetts where my son is uh, Poconos Pennsylvania uh, family there my aunt my cousin April up that ways uh, my peoples in the South Bronx Delilah <laughs> and my cousins out there in California Alicia and Robert so I'd like to shout out to all my peoples. Um, and I really would like to start uh, with something that I've posted before on the private team page because we do have a private team page. And uh, I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to introduce my lovely co-hosts. And then we're going to talk about this for a little bit. Um, but really, I really want to touch on um, heart, this, this specific um, podcast. Anyway. This is how it goes. Learn the drill, master the drill, dissect the drill, dissolve the drill. One must first know how to do the drill. Mastering the drill allows for the body to be able to execute the moves and make it second nature. Dissecting the drill is where one is now able to understand the purpose, no longer doing memorized choreograph, but to be able to actually be out of sequence. That's important. Uh, this is where they understand the essence of the application in a fight. Dissolving the drill is where they now are able to flow in and out of the moves without having to act on a memorized stimuli. Meaning they can do the technique without having to wait in sequence like the drill was taught. The problem with drill memorizers is that one can forget the true purpose of the drill to be able to fight and fights are not choreographed. So I just wanted to leave you with that. Uh, any thoughts? Oh, let me let me introduce my lovely co-host, uh, the lovely uh, Bulldog. Um, what's up, y'all? Brittany Thompson. Uh, what's up, y'all? And uh, the lovely technician, Hi. Uh, Jennifer Kozor. That's me. That's her. So what do you guys think about this? Brittany, you first, about the drills, what I just read. I think it's definitely applicable because so many times in the six years we've been training together you see people they come in the gym and they do a drill and say it's a defensive drill someone's throwing the jab at them and they're learning to block it well if you fake the jab they're and they're just memorizing it they're gonna block it whether you throw the jab or not right so I think it's important to take things that you use from drills and apply them in other places so you can get used to them and it becomes muscle memory rather than just memory memory. And another thing that the, that, that phrase uh, said, which I think is very important, is once you understand the drill, you're not locked into it. 
you're not locked into a certain pattern. Uh, you start evolving. You start uh, progressing. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. If I give you a, let's do a jab cross um, post out with your left hand after the jab cross and kick. Well, once you get that down and because of muscle memory, then you can work off of that. You don't have to do jab cross kick. You can do jab cross post knee, jab cross post elbow. There's so many things you can do. Jab cross post step in with a short kick. So uh, uh, I think that's that's important also when you when you when you're when you're becoming a fighter. Jen, you had something. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that you learn the basics for a reason, and everything has a foundation for, upon which to build or or from which to grow. And we it just happened with me and Rock yesterday. We were working these two specific drills that he really wants me to make muscle memory, and we've been doing them for the past few weeks. And it t- came time to do the, to perform the second technique, and I said, "Well, hey, so what if we what if we combine these two? And prior to that. I mean, I hadn't really been able to conceive the application of that second move and found a way to put it together with the first. So I just had a long sequence of combinations that I was able to put together that were separate thoughts because I got past how to do the drill and I've been knowing what the drill is and how to execute it. And now I'm trying to fine tune it and sharpen it for the, the real purpose, which is to fight, which is to be able to execute it successfully to defeat an opponent for even just for points or a strike or the end of the fight. But like that kind of awareness can only come from the repetition of practicing the same things because once you have to stop thinking about it, you can start doing and you can start doing more with it and applying it in different ways. And if you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're, you're dying. Yeah. And you, and, <laughs> and it's also progression. I mean, you have to have somebody, a coach has to be open to suggestions from the fighter as well. And the coach has to be open and the coach has to progress in this game. You have to progress. So uh, getting back to what you said, Jen, I think we were working the second move. I'm not going to get into it. We was working the second move, uh, and you were working it towards moving towards your left. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was kind of hard to perform that particular mood move. So uh, she 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 suggested that why don't we try me going the opposite way, and we did it, and it worked out perfectly. And that's what we're going to start doing. That's 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 it. And uh, once you're open. The coach and the and the and the fighter uh, is open to back and forth without no pride and no pre prejudice and no testosterone. Uh, then you know you can do things like that. Got to uh, be able to communicate with yeah, your coach. Yeah, you have to communicate. A lot of people have a lot of testosterone and they think they know everything, and they they don't. And uh, it's some people are very. It's hard to teach them. So once you have that down and you have that communication and that relationship with your fighters then you can progress in certain things. You have anything you got to say about that there, bulldog? No, I mean, I think you said it perfect. I, I think that it's very important for a fighter and the coach to have an open relationship. I mean, there's been times at the gym where you and I have communicated through yelling, but we communicated and we've always worked through it and progressed that's the important part is progressing as a as a unit yeah. because 
for me, the sport is about, you know, it's not, you're not just fighting for you. You have to fight for your coach because your coach is the one who taught you these things, you know? And it's not, you know, and, and you bring up a good point because nothing's going to be easy sailing. I mean, you know, we've had knockdown, drag out arguments and that's just the way it is. True. Okay. Uh, you're, it's not going to be a perfect, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, the road may get bumpy and then we're going to transition into the heart because that's really what we want to talk about. And I think this is perfect segue into it. So it's not going to, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy ride and all that stuff. You're going to have problems. Okay. But if you work through them and be adults and not be children about things, then, you know, you work, you work through things and, and, and you move on. And so, uh, at this point, really the, uh, this podcast really I wanted to concentrate on heart and quitting um, so I'm going to turn it over to the bulldog and uh, she's going to start it off she's going to kick it off Ooh-wee. well oh that's Muay Thai lingo Ooh-wee. I only have a couple quotes about heart that I want to talk about um, I'll start with the short one first um this is from a movie that I believe Bukow was in, and um, that's a Muay Thai fighter. And it translated to, I can teach you to fight, son, but I can't teach you heart. And I think that that quote, like, is relatable in fighting a lot, because a lot of times you'll see it, like, a coach will pour themselves into a student and the student will for a while and then whenever it comes to show heart it's it's not like instead it's athletic ability there's a difference in being athletically able to do something and having the heart to push through those problems and do them that's a perfect analogy because (laughs) someone can look very well hitting the pads Someone can look very well hitting the bag, and someone can do can can look very well doing drills, but the bag doesn't hit you back, the pads don't hit you back, and usually the drills, unless you're unless you were the coach that hits you during the drills, which I do sometimes, doesn't hit you back. So it is about heart. It's not about athleticism well, because people can be athletic but have no heart. Go ahead, Britt. Well, like, your athleticism is fine and dandy, but if you, your heart comes out when you get punched in the face, because if you don't have heart and you don't love fighting, then, like, if you don't have heart and you don't love fighting, when you get punched in the face, you're more than likely going to quit. Yeah, if you don't love what you do and and you're what you do involves getting hurt no one wants to just do that i mean some people do do it for fun but like i think that in martial arts it's just very important you have to love what you do or you're gonna give up easy because who likes getting kicked in the leg and punched in the face and kneed in the stomach like that's not exactly fun no and that's where the heart comes in i mean you know it's like anything else i mean if you really want to do this, and if you really want to be a fighter, you, yeah, it's good to have athleticism, but you know you have to have heart, and uh, and you have to, and it comes with uh, sacrifice. There's a lot of things you have to sacrifice. I'm sure you guys will get into that a little bit. 
I'm not even going to get into it because I've sacrificed so much, so it's not even funny. But it's, it's all about sacrifice. And, uh, you know. Well, I mean, like, for, I want to say, four years in a row, I was in fight camp for Thanksgiving. Like, that's holidays where you're you're either training or you're not eating because you got to fight. And, like, that's where your heart shows. Your heart shows, actually, when your coach isn't around and you're near those cookies, like, are you going to eat the cookie? Miss yeah. weight? Like, that's where your heart comes in. You got to want it. Like, wanting it and having heart is all in the same, like... And discipline, all that, yeah, yeah, it's all the same family. And that's a progression, too. You go from learning to upholding to executing what you know. I mean, yeah, and, like, you train all the time. It's a consistent thing, and, like, in life, what is there but time? And if fighting is what you spend most of your time doing then you've got to have a heart for it or you know it would all be pointless exactly exactly uh you got a meme that you want to we're gonna go back and forth um i found a quote from chuck liddell uh the ice man chuck liddell that coincidentally it goes right along with um something that Britt said at the end um Chuck says, quote, a fighter with heart will almost always win out against a fighter with skill but no will, end quote. And that kind of um, plays into a couple of things that I think about often as a female fighter or fighter in general, one of them being that I do have this perception of males in the fight game that let their pride and their testosterone and their whatever come between them and making smart choices in the gym because being strong comes easy to a man naturally and as a feminist I just know that that's a fact it there there's just differences in the way that the body naturally is now there are there are plenty of strong hardcore women that can beat up or lift grown men up with one arm I totally get that but naturally that's not the case but like I see a lot of guys that just think that because they can hit hard, they don't need to learn how to hit well. And because they can bend that bag all the time, that they don't have to, you know, focus on how to apply the techniques or they don't have to learn how to control their power. And some people are just naturally gifted as athletes. Some people just happen to be flexible or quick or limber or or fast learners. And for those people, they don't have to show that they have the guts to do it as fast, I think, as other people do because they don't have as many, like, hurdles to jump and walls to push through and glass ceilings to break and they don't have to best themselves. But eventually, someone is going to come and your day of reckoning is going to be there and if all you had was this talent or natural ability to ride on, then by the time you get tested, it might be too late for you to pass. And that's a good point. I think um, I think you can attest to that as far as uh, athleticism and, and putting your time in and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, Brittany um, has had to work to get to this level. She wasn't gifted like certain other people, like Kayla Knight, for instance, um, uh, natural athlete. athlete. Uh, Brittany, on the other hand, had to work 
for everything she got. And uh, I think when you do that, and I'm not taking nothing away from the athletes, but I think when you do that, you really appreciate you really appreciate how hard and difficult this sport is when it doesn't come naturally easy to you. I'll give you an example of myself. When I, I started Taekwondo in my 30s, I mean, I, I went to my first class and these dudes were, and women were, were doing splits and, and guy would be standing against the wall and pick up his leg. We used to call him Frenchie and put his, standing against the wall, his leg all the way touched the wall with his toes. I mean, you know, I had to work to get my first degree black belt had to work hard. I wasn't as, as flexible. I was scared to death. I was older. Everybody else was younger. And, uh, you know, you appreciate it more. Okay. You really do. And, uh, not to say that athletes, athletes don't. What I'm saying is you appreciate it more when you really, really have to work for it. Nothing worth having comes easy. Yes. Nothing worth having comes easy. Okay. And, uh, and that all ties into heart because when you don't have that athleticism, a lot of it has to do with will and heart to continue. Because a lot of times, and I don't know if you can, you can attest to this, but there, I'm sure there have been times that you questioned yourself. I'm sure there may have been times that you questioned me in my training. And I'm sure there have been times where you wanted to quit. Oh, I mean, definitely. I... I mean, this isn't something that we talk about a lot, but, like, the first three years of my fight career were canceled fights. You know, I fought once in three years, but I was in fight camp for, for three years, basically. I was in fight camp for three years with maybe a week or two in between fight camps, and, you know... We'd get these fights and, you know, we'd get the call and we would train for them for weeks and weeks on end. And, I mean, that's taxing on everybody. Rock takes tons of time from home to train his fighters because he's a dedicated coach. And, you know, everybody's got to have heart in a situation like that because it's really hard on everyone mentally and physically because you're preparing your mind and body to fight and then it gets canceled and that happened I want to say at least seven times within the first three years of me fighting and there were times where I was like well I guess I'm just not meant to fight I I guess someone doesn't want me to fight because I mean why would that many fights just get canceled for various reasons you know and you know, there were times where I was like, I'm really tired of fight camp, but I never, like, that's how I knew my heart was in it, because I never really thought about stopping training, ever. I never thought about just, like, laying down, oh, I'm not gonna fight ever, you know? You just gotta, you gotta love what you do, or you're, it's gonna make it extremely easy to quit when times get hard very true yeah you gotta love what you do and you gotta have heart you can't make excuses uh and if this is your goal and your dream then you have to see it through no matter what you know there should be no excuses for it you have another um uh, quote that you want to explore there, oh Bulldog? yeah i mean it just goes along with everything we've been touching on it says a warrior feeds his body well he trains it works on it where he lacks knowledge he studies but above all else, he must believe 
in his strength of will, of purpose, of heart, and of soul. I mean, that's just the essence of being a fighter. You're training your body. You're working on the things you lack. For a very long time, I didn't throw my jab. My jab was slow, but then I worked on it for 10 minutes. 10 minute rounds, I worked on my jab, and I... I got. I kept working on it because she catches me with a double jab all the time. Now. It was it was my weak point, and you know, as a fighter, that's what you have to do. You have to work on your weak points because someone someday is going to find that weak point, and you've got to be prepared for it. Uh-huh. And most of all, you got to believe in yourself because whenever you're backstage, before the, you go under the lights. That's when you know if you're about it or not because, I mean, I felt like running away my first time. I was, I didn't remember my first fight or nothing because I was that nervous and that's how I knew I had the heart to do it because I did it anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's very important and, you know, I, I've been blessed with, uh, especially on the, on the female side with, with, uh, talented fighters okay uh, and uh, I mean we'll start off of course with Kayla Knight who's very talented uh, and then we, we come down to Brittany who's t- very talented and now we got Kazara who's very very talented and so I've been blessed with that and it's it's easy it's easy for me to instill that that oomph in them because they're receptive to it Okay, and there's no ego. There's none of this nonsense that you find in, in a lot of other people. It's just pure. I want to learn, uh, and I want to do it. What we want is obvious, right? Well, what you want, what is you're obvious. giving, is what we want. So we receive it because we're not doing it for superficial reasons. Like we're not doing it for like abs or muscles. Unlike Brittany, whose muscles just come naturally, but like we, if we aren't doing it for. I mean, vain reasons. We all have reasons that make us do what we do. But, like, what we want is exactly what Crew Rock gives. That's why there isn't ego. Because that only separates you from being able to learn. You have to toss your pride and your ego aside to be vulnerable enough to be taught. Because that is a vulnerable thing, is being taught. And that's... Trust me. I know. To be clear... (laughs) My muscles do not come naturally. You didn't know me when I was 165 pounds. No, but I see her flex a fist-sized bicep now. Like it's nothing. Like uh, Bruce Lee says to uh, empty your cup uh, so that you can fill it. Right. And that's exactly what it is. You have to empty your cup from all preconceived notions and all other things. You need to come and you need to open up and be willing to be taught okay and that's one of the problems we have a lot uh that people will come in and and it's like am i teaching you am i are you paying me to teach you (laughs) or is it the other way around if you knew that you wanted to learn um i don't know name a wild kicking technique uh question mark kick if you wanted to learn specifically how to do a question mark kick why would you come to a fighter's a fight coach ask him to coach you and on the first day you say well I wanted to learn these five things okay 
that's not how that works. If you wanted to learn specifically something, you could have looked it up on YouTube. But you came to this guy with all his knowledge. I mean, Mr. Miyagi made that dude wax the car, okay? Like, <laughs> there's a process to everything. There's a process to yeah. everything. Everything. Gotta wax the car before you wax your opponent. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a, um, something else you wanted to touch on? Um, I mean, it's like super out of order now, but Brittany said something about being at the gym that I want to say because the heart and the discipline thing. If I walk into a gym, I know that I want to know the person who is staring at the wall shadow boxing, or I want to train with the person who is not standing, looking at everybody, worrying about who's looking at them. I want to train with or learn from the person who you see over by themselves working a technique for an entire 10 minute round. Because when Brittany's not actively drilling with someone at the gym, she is off doing something very specific. She's not mindlessly like doing some lunges and then doing some crunches and then hitting a bag. She is focusing on one thing at a time in reference to her jab specifically, but you have to, you have to have that drive and the discipline to know that you want to perfect a, te a technique. So you have to do it all the time and it has to be conscious thought and you have to be disciplined. And it's just a big circle of wanting to do it bad enough to do all of the repetition. I mentioned Muhammad Ali saying that the re repetition was a hard part a couple podcasts ago. And it's true. It gets old doing the same thing all the time, but it only makes you better. And the thing is, you have to have um, coaches or a coach that that instills that in you, and that um, that makes you do it at first, and then you want you, to you want to do it, and that's you the see thing. It work. Yeah, you want to do it, and so you have to have the, you have to have the right people to point you in that direction. And like you were saying, now. You know, you guys will work not mindlessly on the bag or mindlessly uh, 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 on the double M bag. Mm -hmm. There's a process, there's a purpose that you do things, okay? And again, it all ties back into into uh, heart, okay? And you say, well, how does that tie into heart? Well, it does. Because you have to have the heart to keep willing to do these things. Gotta show up. To show up, Okay. That's the hardest part. And that's schedule. the hardest part. To clear your schedule. I've the, quit jobs for this. I'm not joking. Like, I've legitimately, like, quit jobs over the fact that the schedule that we had at the gym or that Rock has, because he has a full-time job, too. And I know how much time he takes. So, I'm not going to say, Rock, I'm so sorry. Can you train me at 8 o'clock at night? Because i got to have this. No. I have, I, this is what I want, and I have made time for it. Period. Yeah. And you, you exactly, you have. And everybody has. And so... You know, you can't. Yeah, I didn't mean you, just me. I just meant like in general, like it's a thing. Like yeah. if you want it, you'll make it happen. You can't. You <laughs> have to make it happen. You cannot be deterred from what you want. You cannot uh, allow people to deter you from what you want to do. Okay, and that includes family relationships, whatever. Fellow fighters that Fellow are outside fighters. of your gym talking in your ear when right. you should only be listening to your coach. Yeah. And that's another big Girlfriends problem. and boyfriends and your mom is scared you might lose your teeth. Sorry, mom. <laughs> My mom complains all the time about how she got me braces when I was a kid. And now I'm just risking it. Yeah, you've got to, <laughs> yeah, you've got to, you've got to definitely uh, uh, be willing to, and that's sacrifice. And sacrifice takes heart, period. Sure. It, it is what it is. I mean, it just takes heart. And 
if this is what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. It's just that. Did you have something else, Britt, you wanted to touch on? No, I mean, I, I said a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. I think that's about all I had to say. We gave some good perspectives on heart, I think. Uh, I need to see that thing that I wanted to read uh, for closing. But uh, anyway, while she's looking that up. Um, there's no recipe for success. No, there's no recipe for success. The recipe, the recipe, yeah, exactly. The recipe is, is sacrifice and doing it and not making excuses and just doing it and stop making excuses for every little thing. If this is what you want to do, then by God, do it. Stop making excuses. Well, the weather, well, my boyfriend, well, my girlfriend, well, they stop my parents, my stop it. Okay. It's lame. Stop it. Do what you have to do. And don't or, talk about and it. And don't talk about it. Do what you have to do or don't do it. Losers talk, winners walk. Exactly. <laughs> don't do not do it then. Just stop saying you're going to do it. Just don't do it. Stop it. Don't do it. Um, anyway. In uh, calm conclusion as Rock's blood pressure <laughs> drops. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm going to close with this. And I, I may chat a second on it. But I want to close with this quote. I, I think you guys will like it. Um, it's, it's talking about the alpha male and the alpha female. Because if you're a fighter, you have to be an alpha. Okay? You, you, you just have to be. If you're not going to be an alpha, then you, you, you might as well not get into fighting. It's that simple. You have to be able to turn it on and turn it off. I think we talked about that a little bit, Jen. Yeah. Yesterday. When you get in the ring on the cage, you're a different person. That's the alpha. In the gym, you're an alpha. Now, when you're in public at your job, you don't have to be alpha. You can chill, relax, you know, chill out. But in the gym... And in, in the ring or the cage, when you're fighting, you have to be the alpha. You have to believe in yourself. You got to know that I'm fixing on whipping somebody's ass. And what you need is what you need to do that. There's not time for, well, I'm hurting somebody's feelings because I told them not to talk to me because I'm preparing for a fight. Like, you have yeah. to be tough yeah. through and through, and you have to prepare yourself yeah, you have for to be, however you, you, have to be, have to. you have to be you. You, you can't. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just rambling on. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to leave you with this, guys. The alpha male and female. There is no I can't. There is no I quit. This is also in life. There is no taking off. There is no my life is too hard or complicated. There is no I had major surgery. I'm done. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. I've had five major surgeries. I'm still going. Uh, there is no allowing others to dictate your life and dreams. There's no I have to please everyone. And that's another one. What there is is drive, motivation, evolving into a better person, evolving into your dream, staying in the game, not only physically, but most importantly, mentally. You see, for whatever your goals may be, to the alpha, it is a lifestyle. It is part of your DNA. It is what fuels you to stay, to stay disciplined, and to hold the line, to stay the course, to stay mentally in the game no matter what. And if your goal is to become a champion, then this is what is needed. Hold the line, stay the course, stay mentally in the game, always look at the big picture, never doubt yourself and your vision. Stay humble and be thankful for the alphas around you and you will achieve your goals. And with that, folks, it's been a pleasure. Till next time, peace. Oh, God.